The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The Eagles are at the podium, and we have it covered here for you, thanks to the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist, and today we have the follow-up to the last at the podium, which had the news of Eagles head coach Doug Peterson testing positive for COVID-19 before we kicked it over to the Jim Schwartz press conference. Shortly after that, Doug Peterson spoke with the media about what was going on with him, and to boil down some of the talking points that you're going to hear from him, Peterson does say that he feels great and that his energy levels are high and says that he realizes that he can still do an effective job running the team virtually, which I think a lot of coaches and teams are finding out this offseason and could lead to some changes even after this is all over or contained or what have you. Peterson and the Eagles had a contingency plan in place for all of this. They have similar plans for other coaches, staff, players, and that's important because these things are inevitable. And the teams that have the best plans in place and deal with it in the most effective manner are going to have an advantage. And in talking about assistant head coach Deuce Staley's role as he runs things in-house, assuming Doug's role essentially, Peterson said that they'll talk each morning and Deuce will, to use Doug's words, carry the torch and that he's done a great job of that so far and this is something that I mentioned on the last at the podium the strength that the Eagles have in the offensive side of the ball with their coaching staff that have been with the team for a while they can be able to communicate continue teaching with the players without missing a beat so he also said he wouldn't speculate on a timetable on when he'll be back as I noted before in the last at the podium that could be theoretically as soon as Friday, if not maybe August 12th when the when the pads come on. Uh, he said he's still confident that they're going to play as far as the NFL and the Eagles, and I'm hopeful for the same. I know you are as well, gentle listener. So we'll kick it over to that full conversation here in a second. Before I do that, a couple production notes and some NFL updates. Coming soon here on the feed is the much-anticipated yearly jersey number analytics show with BLG and Benjamin Solak. That's always a fun and popular one and it is long overdue. We'll have other new shows dropping in the feed as well, like QB Factory and others, so make sure that you're subscribed and following at BGN underscore radio on Twitter to get notified when these things drop into the feed. Leave five stars and a written review on iTunes, as that really helps us out. Looking around the NFL, the Washington football team backup linebacker Josh Harvey Clemens has opted out of the 2020 NFL season, and former Washington football team tight end Jordan Reed is trying to make a return to action, and he'll do so as a member of the San Francisco 49ers. It is a one-year deal 
filled with incentives for obvious reasons, as Reed has missed all of 2019, he has never played a full season, and has a very concerning history with injuries and concussions specifically. The 49ers were interested in Austin Hooper previously, who ended up signing a big deal with the Browns. Shanahan coached Hooper in Atlanta and Reed in Washington. So in the end, he gets a guy that he is very familiar with, and now it's just a matter of keeping Reed on the field and healthy. And look, it's a low-risk, high-reward proposition for the 49ers, so not much else to point out there. Going back to the opt-outs for a second, uh, Dan Graziano of ESPN had this to say, quote, per source, NFL opt-out deadline is now expected to be Thursday or Friday. Attorneys continue to finalize language of the agreement, but appears the NFLPA will agree to shorten window between agreement and deadline, which is originally seven days, in return for some concessions on final language, end quote. Along that same vein, Ian Rappaport tweeted out that, quote, the agreement between the NFL and NFLPA revising the CBA amid the COVID-19 pandemic is very close to being finalized and signed, source said. It may not be today, but it should be soon. The side spoke today to hammer out the final news items, end quote. So in summation, football question mark? Football exclamation point. There will be an attempt anyway, so we can only cross our fingers and hope for the best. All right, that's the information that I have at the time of this recording, which will probably date itself rather quickly. But for now, let's go to Doug Peterson's chat with the media right now. Hey, coach, thanks for being here. Um, you can go ahead and make uh, opening remarks and then we'll open it up to uh, Ruben Frank and then Kristen Rogers. Yeah, certainly. Uh, thanks, Brett. First of all, uh, listen, I appreciate everyone's well wishes. Um, had a lot of text messages, phone calls the last, you know, 24 hours or so. Uh, and listen, I know this virus affects, uh, people differently and I'm very respectful and mindful of that. Um, and I also want everybody to know that, that I'm, listen, I, I feel great. Uh, energy levels high, um, had really no symptoms whatsoever. Uh, and I'm very fortunate, you know, because I do know and understand that, uh, you know, this virus attacks people a little bit, a little bit differently. I've, I've been in great communication, constant communication, not only with our medical team and doctors, but also my staff and, and the team itself. And uh, I can still control, you know, I think one of the things that I've learned this off season is I can still run the, run the team, you know, virtually. And, and that's, that's what I would, why would I, what I have been able to do today, uh, even, even yesterday, you know, holding staff meetings, things of that nature, team meetings, um, and, and I also want to reiterate the fact that, you know, I'm very comfortable and confident uh, that the protocols that we have in place uh, at NovaCare are for their, you know, for the, for the best interest of the football team and, and all those, uh, all those, uh, you know, that, that enter, enter that, that building. And, and uh, it's, a, it's, it still is a very safe environment. And, and one of the things that, you know, we all need to learn. And what I need to learn taken away from this is obviously we need to protect ourselves when we're in, in the community, uh, away from the building, continue to wash our hands, wear our masks, do the do the social distancing that, uh, you know, that the, um, you know, medical uh, teams and doctors have, have prescribed. So um, obviously, you know, we're taking this very seriously uh, around our building uh, and in our everyday lives. And uh, again, we need to continue to do so. So um, we understand that things like this are going to happen. And, uh, you know, we, I've, I've been able to talk with my staff about contingencies, not only with, with players, but also with, with staff members. I mentioned, uh, I believe last week, uh, when, when we got together about this. So, um, you know, I'm not going to speculate on, on, a, on a timetable for me. Uh, I treat it just like players. So I'm not going to speculate on that. 
And uh, when I'm back, I'm back. So uh, with that, we'll open it up for questions and uh, hope everybody's doing well and staying safe. Okay. Um, go ahead, Ruben, and then Kristen Rogers. Hey, Doug. Glad you're feeling well. Uh, we're all concerned about you. Um, do you it sounds like um, you're, you know that you contracted this outside the NovaCare complex. It, it, are you... Are, are you pretty confident that that's the case? And, and what what gives you that sense? Yeah, you know, listen, and, and respectfully, and I'm, I'm going to say this one time, and I'm going to leave it leave it at that. This is something that uh, I don't necessarily want to comment on for myself or speculate on anyone else, uh, obviously. Um, I'm just going to reiterate the fact that, uh, you know, I feel very good about the safety of our building and the protocols that we have in place. Uh, that's one thing that I do know. And uh, obviously going through this has, has reinforced that, uh, you know, for me at this time. Okay, go ahead, Kristen, and then Rob Mahdi. Hey, Doug, glad that you're feeling well and at least showing no symptoms as of now. Um, you know, talking to some of the players yesterday, they said that your message to the team is that it's not just about one guy. When we talk about the contingency plans for the players, for both you coaching virtually, curious what you're trying to tell the guys right now, because it is inevitable you know, maybe not you testing positive again, but it is inevitable that these players will test positive at some point during the season. You're, you're exactly right. And that's, that's been my message uh, really all off season when, when we went virtual way back uh, March 12th, March 13th. And, you know, the message still is obviously we have to protect ourselves uh, not only in and around the building, but outside the building as well. But you know what, the thing is too, that, um, uh, it's, it's never been, uh, since I've been head coach in, in Philadelphia, it's never been about one guy or, or one group of guys or whatever. It's been about everybody. And, uh, this is no different, you know, um, uh, obviously I'm fortunate that this, this is happening at this time of, you know, our season or our training camp at the beginning and, and not necessarily say in October, November where, where you could miss, you know, games. So, uh, it's a matter of just, just protecting each other. Um, and, and our goals don't change. Obviously, uh, we're, we're going to, you know, continue to, to press forward one day at a time. Go ahead, Rob, and then Les Bowen. Hey, Doug, glad to hear you're doing well. Hope your family stays safe also. Could you tell us a little bit about, I know you want to do as much as you can virtually, but does Deuce Staley take on a bigger role inside the building? And what is going to happen with that kind of structure? Um, yeah, you know, I do everything I can virtually. Um, you know, I just finished up a bunch of player meetings, you know, group meetings this morning already. Um, guys are getting ready for, uh, for a walkthrough on the field and, and, and yeah, Deuce, Deuce being the assistant head coach, he just, he just assumes my role, uh, you know, the day to day activities, uh, in the building. And, and so, uh, he and I, uh, talk, uh, every single morning. Uh, I give him, you know, through, through communication with him, give him sort of, you know, my thoughts on, on where I'm, I'm leading and what I'm thinking. And then he, he carries that message forward, but uh, he's done a, He's done a great job uh, obviously so far and, and we'll continue that going. Les and then Zach Berman. Hey Doug, thanks for talking to us. Uh, are you, uh, so obviously you're at home. Are you quarantining from the rest of your family or are you getting the rest of the family tested? Are you concerned about that at all? Yeah, I'm, I'm quarantining away from my family. Um, you know, and so I'm making sure that I, I keep my distance, uh, you know, from them and, and, you know, uh, wear my mask, wash my hands, you know, do those things, uh, while I'm, while I'm here at home. Go ahead, Zach, and then Paul Domowicz. 
Hey, Doug, you said last week that there are contingencies for everyone in the organization. How much thought had you put into this possibility before it happened? And does this affect or, or change the way you're going to plan those contingencies going forward? Um, yeah, no, great question. You know, for me, I, I have thought a lot about the contingencies and this doesn't just happen. You know, I, I thought actually, I thought about this quite a bit over the summer. You know, if, if something like this were to come up, not only with me, but, but with any of my staff or any of the players and, and, you know, as that's, this is why I feel really, really good about, uh, my staff, uh, the guys I have in place to, to carry, uh, to carry the, uh, the, the torch, so to speak, in, in, in somebody's absence. And of course, you know, in my absence at this time and, and the same way with, with players, you know, you, you treat it, um, I, I guess you treat it just like, uh, you know, if a guy were to get hurt, you know, and they're going to miss, miss some time and, and, uh, you got to have the next guy prepared and ready to go. And, and this is no different. Paul and then Dave Zingaro. So we were talking to some of your late round picks yesterday. Um, is this a bad year to be a late round pick or an undrafted player? I mean, how, how do these guys compensate as far as flashing for you and the coaching staff without preseason games? Um, number one, I, 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 I think that this is actually a good time to be a late round pick and, and possibly a free agent, even these young draft picks. And the reason I say that is because they, they, you know, we've already had a week with them on the grass. Uh, we're going to get some really good opportunities here. Uh, in these next coming weeks, uh, they're, they're going to learn a lot from the veterans. Uh, the way I've got the schedule set up is, is for them to learn and, and to be successful. Uh, and, and then, and then once we get into the padded, uh, portion of training camp is, is where we really get to see, uh, you know, where these guys are. And, and so, you know, it's when you, when you have an opportunity like this, it's, it's, it's for all of us as coaches in particular of coaching everybody up. It is not just about the starters and getting them prepared, which, which we do every year, but now more importantly, it's about getting these young guys because we truly feel that these young guys are going to be the ones that are going to have to help us, you know, uh, throughout the entire season. Go ahead, Dave. And then Jeff McLean. Hey Doug, this weekend we saw two starting quarterbacks end up on the reserve COVID list. Uh, we talked about this a couple months ago, but have you given any more thought to the possibility of quarantining a quarterback, just given the importance of that position? Yeah, it's unfortunate, you know, that that happens. And, and I think we know that, uh, you know, these things are, are going to, going to happen probably throughout the course of the season. Um, you know, I, I, if it, if it, if it happens, you, you hope it happens early enough where you don't get to the regular season, but, um, conversations that are ongoing still with my staff and, and, and offensive guys on, on, on staff, you know, press and, and rich Marty, you know, those guys and, and haven't decided anything yet on that, uh, obviously, but uh, it is something to uh, consider as we move forward. Jeff and then Mike. K. Uh, Doug, what rules do you have in place for the players for when they leave the building? What can they do? What rules do I have in place? Well, I mean, obviously it's typical training camp and, and, you know, we have, we have curfew at 11, uh, at the hotel. My, the day, the days are full. The days are filled. You know, the days are filled. We're on a 12 hour work, work day with the players and, and, uh, there's not a lot of time at the end of the day. So, um, you know, listen, you know, once they leave the building, um, they're on their own and it's, it's up to, up to me and my staff and, and our trainers and doctors to educate them on, um, you know, the, the protocols obviously outside of the building. So this is, this is just a great time for me to, to be, a, uh, I think to be kind of an ambassador, to be a leader, to really, 
um, educate our team on on how to uh, you know protect ourselves outside the building. We got time for a couple more, so we'll do Mike and then John Clark. Doug, uh, the Saints sequestered uh, a part of a hotel to kind of rent things out and kind of control the traffic coming in and out. Have you guys discussed that at all about potentially maybe renting out a hotel and, and kind of forming a home base for the team during the season? Well, as you know, you know, we use the, the Courtyard Marriott down at the Navy Yard as our team hotel for training camp. And, and obviously, you know, these are these are all things that were negotiated between the players and, 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 and management. Um, and we've actually given given the, the players, the, the veteran players who have homes here, we've given them, you know, the option to either stay at the hotel or stay at home. That's that's part of the part of the agreement. And, and um, listen, everybody's situation is different. Everybody wants to protect their families, obviously. And I, I understand that. So uh, we do give them that option to uh, to decide. Go ahead, John. Doug, I imagine that you have taken safety, uh, you know, and had protocols when you're outside and not at the facility and you got the virus. So does your perspective change at all on your confidence about the NFL and you guys being able to have a season safely and keeping everybody healthy? My confidence hasn't changed at all. Um, I'm extremely uh, obviously optimistic, but, uh, you know, um, I feel like we're going to play. I'm confident that we're going to play, you know, and, and it's, it's, just, it's, it's unfortunate. I, you know, I, I, like I told my team last night, you know, this, this virus, it holds no prejudices, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, it can affect any one of us. And, uh, and I'm sure many of you have had family members or loved ones or people that you know have been affected by this virus. So it, it doesn't, it, that part of it doesn't matter. It's just the fact that we've got to, you know, abide by the protocols that are in place. They're in place for a reason, obviously for our safety. Our building is, is, a, is a great place to be. It is a safe place to be uh, for our players and coaches and, and, and all who are involved. So uh, I'm looking forward. It's full steam ahead for me. I, I'm, you know, obviously I'm, I'm itching to get back in the building at some point and, and, and be around our players and, and get these guys ready for a season. G and